All right, you're now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the True Players Podcast, episode 285. Should I stay or should I go? We're going to break down the top 10 free agents in the NBA right now. Drew is willing to pay Austin Reeves $100 million, and me, I am scared shitless of what the Clippers are going to do in the offseason. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Drew, kick that intro music. What up, podcast world? What's up, everybody? You know what it is. You know where you're at. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the True Players Podcast, episode 285, season seven. Drew, I am in a fantastic mood right now. Oh, yeah? I got. I am. I got great sleep last night. Nice. I got to finally see Mama and Papa Clips yesterday after yeah. six months. Wow. Six months I haven't seen my parents. And you know I'm a mama's boy. I like seeing <laughs> my family. I have not been able to see them. We have just been so busy with work and podcasting and everything. And also Kawhi Leonard had his 625th a successful knee surgery. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm putting quotations up. It's They cleaned up the knee. It's an eight-week rehab. He's going to be ready for training camp. So I'm happy that that went well. But I'm just in a fantastic mood. It's a beautiful day at the beach, too. How, how is it? Oh, you're not even in San Diego. You're in Oxnard on the beach. Yeah, I found a beach and it's gorgeous here today. Uh, no complaints at all. It's a beautiful day. Uh, we have uh, a fun segment that we're going to do a little bit later. Drew wanted to do a should I stay or should I go free agent uh, segment, which I'm really looking forward to do. Uh, we're going to catch you up on a few transactions that have happened. But I kind of wanted to start with Damian Lillard. And the reason why I want to start with Dame, Drew, is because I'm already over it. I'm already over talking about it. Remember, we always talk about how at this point of the season, the off season, the talking heads in the media will pr pretty much find one thing and just run with it. And on every news station, it's talking about Damian Lillard and where he's going to go and what he's going to do. And I'm just kind of over it. I'm over the, the cryptic texts or the posts that he's doing with <laughs> Miami in the background. I'm tired of people just you know, coming up with all these different scenarios when in actuality, it looks like if it's not Miami, it's nobody. And then it's looking like, oh, well, uh, Damien, they're going to try to, they sat down with Dame and they're going to work to build around him. And then you hear today that he's going to meet with Draymond tonight. Like maybe I'll stay if Jeremy Grant resigns and if, if Draymond Green resigns or signs with us, which is an in interesting factor if Draymond decides to leave Golden State, but I'm sure he's part of our should I stay or should I go segment. But my whole point is this. I just want Dame or somebody to come out with what's going to happen, right? Or maybe they're just the offers aren't that aren't right on the table for us to make a move right now. Maybe they wait till February or December or Dame just says, like I mentioned on the last show, he gets to actually work out with Scoot and see how talented this kid is and maybe wants to you know build from Scoot and maybe mentor Scoot a little bit. But I was thinking about it from a legacy point, Drew, and I want your take on this. It's like, say Miami, were, say the whole Miami thing happens just because it gets Bradley Beald and like, I'm only going to go to this team. And so Portland has to take back Hero in the picks, which still in my eyes isn't going to be enough. Like if Bam's not in this, it, I don't think it's enough value for Damian Lillard. But just say he goes to Miami. Say he goes to Miami and then say they get a championship, right? Yeah, which is still it's still going to be hard as hell. Say they get a championship. 
because they were close. Miami was close last season, as we all know. Like, how shitty would that be? Really? Like, Dame gets the championship, but <laughs> at what cost? You know, you've worked for so long in Portland to build this, this, you know, this legacy in Portland, which he forever will be the greatest player ever to play in Portland, I think. Is, is that safe to say right now? Yeah, I would say so. 100%. He's put in whatever it is, 11 years. He's all about the loyalty. And I just think at this point, man, you've made it this far. I don't think that unless it's the perfect, perfect situation, I don't think you should leave Portland now. I was on the fence probably the all last season, but now I'm in this in this zone where I just think you need to ride this out and finish it out. Now, look, I don't know uh, what Damien's thinking at this stage in his life with his kids and his wife. Maybe he wants something new and he's he's totally entitled to do that. I just think that at this point in time, after all the work you've put in in Portland and that fan base that loves you so much, it doesn't matter what you do in Miami. You will never be Dwayne Wade. You will never be Shaquille O'Neal. You will never be Udonis Haslam, okay, <laughs> who's been with that team for 20 years. And you'll probably be never, never be Jimmy Butler, who's on that list as well. So first thing, are you tired of the Dame talk? Do you want something to happen where we can get some sense of like what's going to go on. Cause I also feel that going into our, our segment about should I say, or should I go go? I think a lot of these teams are waiting for the Dame domino to drop. Yeah, I'm definitely tired of it. I, you know, and it's been, it's not just this off season. It's been a constant conversation, even, you know, back to the beginning of when him and CJ were on the team together, really since their conference finals appearance way back when. And so I'm exhausted of it because it seems like every offseason, he's just one of those guys that we go, okay, like, is it, is he going to stay again or is he going to go? Uh, and it just never seems to be resolved. And I do think that, I mean, I've been of the mindset that Portland won't give him up until he just out and out says, I'm now you need to trade me. And I still think that's kind of the way that they look at things as well. But I think we're edging closer to him actually saying that. I mean, look, the, the cryptic posts with, like you talked about, with you know references to Miami, uh, they're not that cryptic, really. <laughs> it's just a straight up, he's flirting with Miami, right? And he's and trolling. I think, I think that's the thing that you know, uh, for for Dame to just come out and say, "I'd like to be traded" or "I'd like to be traded to Miami," it's not a good business move for the trailblazers to have him just come out and say that because then you lose your leverage. We know this, right? Like when guys just say they want to go to team A or B, then those two teams don't feel like they need to give up as much as they probably would have if it was wide open to the rest of the NBA. So maybe Dame is on the fence like this and wishy-washy as a favor to the Portland trailblazers to say, Hey, like I, I definitely, you know, I don't want to be here anymore. I think it's time for me to go. But I'm not going to go out and say immediately I need to go to Miami because I still want, you know, the organization to be taken care of on the back end of this deal if it, if it does in fact happen. I personally still think that, you know, with the evidence of Draymond Green going up to Portland, obviously he's going to be able to explore the city a little bit with Dame. They're going to go have dinner in Portland. Uh, clearly, there is still very much uh, a side to the Trailblazers and to Damian Lillard that is interested in staying and and building a winning team there, which has been what he has said throughout his entire career. Every time we bring this up, he's been relatively consistent there, except for very recently now where he's, you know, flirting with the chance of leaving. So I am exhausted of it. I would love for there to be a, revol a, a resolution here to this 
and I just don't I don't think we're going to get it anytime soon. I think you're you're going to see the Trailblazers if if I'm in charge there in Portland, I'm going to try and stretch this for as long as I can even into the season if I think that uh there's not enough coming back in a trade scenario for Damian Lillard because you know even if Dame gets disgruntled for some reason or he doesn't want to start the season in Portland, you still need to do you know what great GMs do, and and is in in a situation like this is is be patient. Um, so I unfortunately think this is going to be drawn out even further into several months, uh, potentially even up until the trade deadline of next year. I don't think this is a quick result, uh, a, a quick resolution. Uh, but I do think Miami is a good landing spot for him. If we're going to get into the possibilities, Miami obviously makes a lot of sense. I think he would fit in really well with. It, obviously, you want to keep Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler, but those three guys—that's a—that's a pretty formidable big three, and positionally makes somewhat makes sense there too to have those three guys playing alongside each other. Uh, I don't see that as being an issue. In fact, I see that as being a winning combination, and would would definitely should vault them up into the top four seeds of the East. Something that they missed out on, even though they made this run to the finals during the last regular season. However, I, I agree with you that Miami does not seem to have enough to make the deal happen as it is, right? Like you said, Tyler Hero is a nice chip for, for them to throw at and whatever draft picks they want to throw at, that's fine. But it seems like they're still falling a piece or two short of putting out something that would be reasonable for a player like Damian Lillard. So that's why I think it is not going to be resolved. I don't think Miami has enough. I don't think Dame is intrigued enough with other teams outside of Miami, at least for right now. Um, but my guess is, is if it, if the deal does happen and Damian Lillard gets traded, it will be to Miami, but it'll probably be a multiple team trade so that Portland can get enough in return for it. But I just don't see Dame going anywhere else if it's not Miami. Yeah. And, and he has an out, I guess uh, we're just kind of speculating that it's only Miami, right? Cause that's right. all anybody is talking about is it's only Miami. And I'm just, I think that like Gobert spoiled everything with that trade. It wasn't his fault, but you know what I mean? Getting the the whole farm for Rudy Gobert. And then we see that like when players pick the only teams they want to go to a la Bradley Beal, that the, that the team with the asset isn't getting much in return. And if you tell me that like Portland for Damian Lillard is going to get back Gabe Vincent, Tyler Hero, Jovich, and a couple picks, it's not enough in my in my eyes. But I if agree. it's the only team that's gonna that's gonna make this trade, and you you owe it to Damian Lillard to I guess you owe it to him, even though you've paid Damian Lillard two hundred fifty million dollars <laughs> over his career. You I don't you you know I'm pro player, but like I think when you've invested that much into an asset, you should be able to get the return back. Now, if it was like we're we're trying to find a landing spot for for Dame we're going to take the best deal possible and New York is throwing out OB and RJ and Quick and a couple picks that looks way more sexier to me than this this Miami thing because if I'm Portland I at least have to get Bam back I know I'm not going to get Jimmy right and and I know I, I'm not going to do it for Duncan and Hero and the picks it's just not going to work so uh, I, I'm with you on this. I think it's going to take longer than people think. I think we're all still waiting on Draymond too to to make his de decision. You know, he's he's with LeBron in France. Now he's going to meet with um, 
with Dame in Portland. And again, this is part of the free agent process. People like to experience free agency. They like to be coveted. They like to talk to owners and let them stroke their ego a little bit and tell them what, um, you know, what we're going to do for them, how they're going to fit into the franchise. I think Draymond would be a great fit in Portland. We try to come up with uh, all these teams that Draymond to work for, you know, Dallas would be nice and Portland would be nice. Lakers would be great. Like I even think there's a Clipper thing in there, which I don't think he's going to do, but uh, there are a few spots. And I think Dame would, or excuse me, uh, Draymond would work great in Portland. I'm just not necessarily sure that, Draymond's going to be leaving. And I know we're going to talk about that in a minute, but that's just where I stand on it. I'd like to get this resolved quick because I'd also like to make some other moves. I need the Clippers to make some moves (laughs) here. I know you're waiting for the Lakers to make some moves, but how about we, you tell let's, let's do, should I stay or should I go? I think this is an interesting segment. You got some, some good players we're going to talk about, but first, before we do that, there already have been some transactions uh, in the past couple days. So let's fill everybody in on those. Yeah, uh, quickly, I do think if the Timberwolves were to offer the Portland Trailblazers Carl Anthony Towns and you know maybe something else, I think that would be something that the, the Trailblazers would have to think really hard about, right? There's been that, that has been floated where you could do like Conley and, uh, and, and Cat and maybe, you know, a pick or something like that for Dame. And then that could look pretty good uh, for Minnesota. I just again, but Dame has to Dame has to sign off on that. Well, I mean, when you're being traded, you don't really need to sign off on that. When you're being traded, they will for him though. And if he's not going to extend, if he's not going to, if he's not going to, I mean, that ticket for Dame is fifty six million coming up here soon. Right. No. But this is my point. Is like I, that's what I think. It could come down to something like that for Portland. Like if Dame goes, I don't want to be here anymore, then Portland still has the obligation to try and get the best possible offer. And they should not take Hero and Vincent and like right. Struess over Carl Anthony Towns is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just think that that I mean, that was something that Bill Simmons brought up and it makes it makes a lot of sense to think about that in, in those terms. Whereas like maybe Carl Anthony Towns is the best player that they can possibly get to come back. And that wouldn't, you don't be like the New York, you don't like the New York package. I like cat more because he's a, he, I mean, the guy's practically an all-star. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he is what he is at this point. I, I mean, he's, he's a game my, changer, right? He's not he's a my favorite. Right. Yeah. Right. He's a self-proclaimed he game, game changer. No, I mean, but, but he is a still very young, talented mm-hmm. scoring, you know, big man. And, and, you know, I, I think Minnesota may have, uh, they may have run the course, you know, these two guys. The, the well, so if you and, think and if you think about town. that, Drew, I think that Dame and, and Ant together would be nice. They just yeah. re-signed uh, Nas Reed. It, it, maybe they're thinking about trading Cat. I don't know. Right. Yeah, and I mean, it could it could very easily be something that they're looking to do. I also think just like a, a crazy curveball could be a Trey Young, Damian Lillard trade. I Ugh. think. I think that could be interesting. Again, these are two places that I don't think Dame wants to go to. I think he has a very small, short list of teams that he would leave Portland for. But again, when you start talking about trades, you only have so much control other than Bradley Beal, who legitimately had the only no trade clause, still has the only no trade clause. So uh, you were right. Let's get into the stuff that's actually happened. You you just mentioned one, Nas Reed, one of the first guys to resign, um, signs a three-year, $42 million deal to stay with the Timberwolves. Uh, I don't think he can be traded until November now because of that. So if he's going to get traded, it's going to be in the season. Uh, similarly, Nikola Vucevic re-signs with the Bulls for three years and $60 million. Uh, not necessarily a shocker there, but there w- there probably was some other 
teams out there uh, for him, I would imagine. At least one or two might have potentially, you know, been like, hey, you know, we'll, we'll try you over here. Dallas, I don't, you know, what are they doing? Who knows? But uh, Vooch decides to stay with Chicago, at least for now. And again, I think he could possibly be traded. But this does bring me to the last piece that happened, which was an actual trade. John Collins finally gets out of Atlanta and lands in Salt Lake City, Utah, uh, for a very, very small amount coming back to Atlanta, which is pretty surprising. Uh, just Rudy Gay and a second round pick. Um, so, you know, Utah takes a swing on a guy that has some pretty, pretty solid upside. We've seen John Collins be a pretty uh, efficient scorer, a pretty impactful defender at times, but uh, he did have an injury to his shooting hand last year and those numbers kind of plummeted. So we'll see where he's at. Uh, but, you know, Utah made an interesting move for John Collins. So those are the three things that happened. Do you have anything to say about any of those three things? Yeah, I'm going to say three. I'm going to say that all three of those are super cheap. I mean, Nas Reed, they got for yeah. cheap. Vooch at 20 mil a year is cheap, I think. Yep. And the John Collins piece, again, like <laughs> I'm probably going to say this a few times in the show, guys. So bear with me. If the ticket for John Collins is Rudy Gay in a second, why aren't the Clippers making a move for that? Why aren't other teams making a move for that? Yeah, if that's why, what could it you, is. Could you throw Morris in a second round pick and go get I, I am Dom. so shocked that Marcus <laughs> Morris has not been traded yet. And I'm trying to save this for my final thought, Drew. I don't think you're going to let me get there. But uh, I like John Collins in yeah. Utah. I think John Collins, he did have a horrible, a, a bad year to his standards last year. Uh, the hand was probably part of it. I think there was some tension in the locker room. I think that they... He's also like Trey has had four coaches and however long it's been. Um, I don't know about his relationship with Trey at all, even though I liked it a lot uh, like this, that dynamic with Capella too. And I, I think I heard Capella's on the trade block, yeah. which another guy the Clippers should be looking at. Um, but I like John Collins in Utah. I think he's going to fit in. Okay. There another set of young legs. Uh, you got a lot of young talent up there. I think he might thrive. New change of scenery. Uh, we're we're going to see, for all intents and purposes, I heard John Collins is a really great teammate and really, in, you know, uh, he's a good dude in the locker room. I just think there might be a couple people. I'm not speaking on behalf of John Collins. I just don't think Trey Young might be the easiest dude to get along with. I That's just possible. from what I think I know. Yeah. Uh, but I like all of them. I think all of them are extremely cheap, though. I think Nas Reed, maybe it's his, maybe it's his agent. Or Vooch, Vooch's agent that maybe tested the waters, like dipped their toes in the water to see yeah. what, what it was looking like. And maybe that's the best deal that they could get. Yeah, it kind of feels that way, right? I, and Nas Reed is, I think, a very, very talented player. Uh, but that ha he had an unfortunate injury towards the end of the regular season last year, which cost him the playoffs. Uh, so I do think when you have, you know, a guy like him, that's, you know, that's good money coming his way. It's, it's small in grand scheme of things. Uh, Vooch, I think, is pretty spot on for his money. I don't think he's worth much more than twenty million a year. Uh, although the market is obviously uh, being coming, becoming larger and larger with each season, so uh, I think it's actually all right. But I do, I agree with you as far as the Collins to Utah. I think Markinen, Collins, and Kessler is a pretty formidable front line, mm. um, and they they could do something. I we still don't know if if Utah is ready to like go fight for the playoffs or if we still think they're going to be tanking. They they. They didn't really tank last year. I mean, they ended up at the end falling off a bit, but they they were got off to such a good start. So who knows? Maybe they're excited about what they have going, and, and they thought John Collins would round it off nicely. So 
good business there and they had to give up like nothing. So I totally, totally get that. That's uh, what, that's basically what I'm saying though. When the GM like calls Atlanta and says, Hey man, what's, what's the going price for, for John Collins. And they say, ah, (laughs) give me 38 year old Rudy Gay in a a second. And you do that in a heartbeat. Right. And that's, that is interesting. And I wonder how many other teams were even allowed to offer something like that. But uh, yeah. And if I'm John Collins, I am literally pissed that like you i've been in trade rumors for right. three years and this is what i'm going for is an <laughs> as an unplayable rudy gay in a second like damn my value must be real real low that is horrible yeah yeah uh i'm with you it, it feels like he he definitely could have got at least a first rounder for john collins in the last two years so uh obviously atlanta's probably a little bummed they didn't pull the trigger sooner as well uh, okay, so let's do the let's let's get into the should I stay or should I go? This is based on the rankings from an article on hoopshype.com. Uh, and lo and behold, your least favorite, I think probably the top two least favorite guys you want to talk about are one and two. So let's start it off with a bang. James Harden, should I stay or should I go? Number one ranked free agent according to Hoops Hype. One thousand percent James Harden should stay in Philadelphia. This would be the dumbest move ever. <laughs> to go back to Houston. What are you going for? Right. Right. And we've said it so many times on this show. Do you want to win a championship or do you just want to party and make your bag? Makes no sense going to Houston. I understand they have the cap. I understand they're one of like four teams. It's Utah. It's San Antonio, Detroit, Houston. They have a whole bunch of cap space, but if you're trying to win a championship, why do you leave the reigning MVP? (laughs) Right. You got a new coach. Your 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 BFF Daryl Morey's in Philly. Yeah. Like, is this just a, a bargaining chip or not? It's a no brainer. If I'm James Harden, I am staying in Philadelphia. Yeah, I'm I'm fully with you as well. And last year, he you know for for what it's worth, he had some really bad moments. But he in in the regular season, averaged 21 points, uh, almost 11 assists, and six rebounds a game on 44 great numbers, shooting 38 and a half percent from three. So I. For both sides, for James and for Philly, you should want him to stay. I think there's something more there to explore. Although, you know, as been as has been seen over his career, maybe when it counts, he won't be ready to go. So that's when you have to lean on Joel Embiid a little bit more, as we talked about during the playoffs. Uh, get him the ball more, less James Harden in crucial games. Here's a here's a question for you. Like, say Harden decides to go back to Houston. Like, does he get embraced? Yep. Do you think he's that kind of guy there? Yeah, I think where they're like, oh, shit, man, we got James Harden back. Our daddy's back home. Like, I do think so. I think he's pretty mm-hmm. revered in Houston. And considering like what has happened since he's left and like shit, how shit. terrible they are, I think they'll be but very what? happy with him coming back there as far as yeah, the fan but... base goes. And they have a shit ton of talent. We, we're not, I don't know if we're going to have time to touch on the draft or reactions to the draft on this episode, but. They got a lot of talent there, a lot of young talent there that he could be the ultimate facilitator for an average 14 assists a game if he wants to. He could, man, but but do people forget the fat suit? Do people forget all of Harden? Do people forget that he just bogarted his way out of there to get the hell out of there? And now when you finally have salary cap room and some good talent on your team, now you want to come back? This isn't like you ain't LeBron in Cleveland, bro. And you're definitely nowhere near getting a championship, homie. (laughs) Right? This isn't the same thing. Yeah. And I fully agree. Like the it should be stay for James Harden. It should be stay for Philly. Uh, I don't think they do all of the Doc Rivers change and and some of the other stuff that they're that they're gonna do if they didn't want to keep James Harden. So 
we'll see how the season starts. I do. I would look at him as being a potential trade candidate next year if he resigns with Philly and it's going south. So maybe you know the smart move for Philly is okay. Let's let's give him the money, and then if he's really unhappy or we're we're unhappy, then we can look at trading him to Houston and getting a return of some sort from a couple of those young guys. Uh, and I think we're going to move on to number two now. And yes. as I mentioned, number two, also not your favorite player to talk about. His name is Kyrie Irving. Uh, <laughs> should I stay or should I go in Dallas? This is another absolutely no brainer for, for Kyrie. I'll speak on behalf yeah. of Kyrie first. You take that 38 million, right? Or whatever he's, whatever he's planning on getting that Dallas has the money to give him and the Dallas gave up a bunch to get him there. So yes, I'm staying in, in Dallas because I don't think the finances are going to be anywhere else. I don't think, I think the biggest contract he'll get is probably a three-year deal. I don't see him. I know he's able, he's up for getting the max and whatnot. Mm -hmm. That shit's off the board. I think, I don't think anybody's going to give him to a five-year deal. I think there is some things there with Kyrie and Luca. I do. I think there's something there. I mean, this guy, Kyrie is a, is a generational talent. Um, I think you need more time playing with Luca to really figure it out. I think Dallas's issue is the surrounding pieces. But if I'm right. Kyrie, uh, as much as you want to try and play with LeBron, I, I, the money ain't going to be there, man. The oh, Lakers absolutely. don't, and I think that sh that sh that ship has sailed, especially getting into yeah. Austin Reeves, which I'm sure we'll get into in a sec. But um, if I'm Kyrie, I am planting myself in Dallas. I'm going to get that money, and uh, I'm just going to, you know, they got a pass, Drew. We talked about this on the show. They got a pass with that not making the playoffs and how horrible they were towards the end. Luca did too. They need some, uh, they have some unfinished business. And I think a lot of this is going to take training camp, maybe, you know, a lot of dinners with Luca, figuring out a good game plan on how we're going to strategize and make this shit really work in Dallas. Because you, when you have talents like Luca and like Kyrie, something's got to work, right? Like you, you, you can't be a bad basketball team with talents like that. So I'm Kyrie, I'm getting my money, I'm staying in Dallas and I'm doing my best to tamper and try to get some, some players over there that, that will want to play with me. Yeah, I think Kyrie's actually quite lucky that Dallas is interested in his services. I think he's he would be pretty uh, hard-pressed to find teams that are willing to pay him what I think he's going to get from Dallas. Uh, Dallas, I think, all, is almost like in a, in a position where they need to be stubborn or they're being stubborn by going like, well, shit, we traded for this guy, so we're going to pay him, and we're going we're gonna to force this to work in, in some mm -hmm. sense on the court, or at least work itself out. Uh, Kyrie last year, 27 points a game, five boards, five assists, 50% shooting, 38% mm. from three good numbers. 27 a game is nothing to sneeze at, even though, mm. you know, we have had elevated scoring in, in the points per game area in the last couple seasons based on rule changes and free throws and all that good stuff. But, um, yeah, I think, I think Kyrie is happy to stay in Dallas because I think they're the only team, as you mentioned, that's going to pay him what he's looking for. And I don't think they're going to even pay him all the way to what he's looking for, but he, he's going to be in a very happy uh, contract situation. I think generally speaking, if he stays there as opposed to just say no and, and see what's available to, to him on the free agency market, uh, you know, for what it's worth, uh, Dallas did draft a, a center, Derek Lively, although they traded a guy that I think they should have kept in case on Wallace. Uh, but anyway, I think Dallas is looking to trade Tim Hardaway. We've heard his name brought up a couple times in rumors. Uh, I think they, they have an option to get, you know, potentially somebody in there like a Jeremy Grant, 
for instance, is a possibility. Uh, I think clearly they need a replacement for DFS. Dorian Finney-Smith left, and there's a giant hole defensively there that you know Josh Green and Timmy Hardaway just can't fill. Uh, so I would be shocked, number one, if Kyrie ends up somewhere else other than Dallas, and number two, if Dallas, like you said, doesn't try to at least bring in somebody to fill that uh, that defensive player role uh, like a Jeremy Grant. So I agree, pretty no-brainer for for Kyrie at least. Stay and take the money that's going to be thrown your way. Uh, number three on this list is Porzingis, already decided, already covered on the pod. Moving on to number four. Now we're getting interesting. Mm. Mr. Fred Van Vliet. Uh, no longer going to be in Toronto. So this one feels like the first time we're going to get a, a, an actual guy who should be going, who will probably be in a new destination on this list. Where do you think he ends up, Clips? Again, we're going to bring up all the teams that actually have $30 million, $40 million to spend. And it's between four teams. And you and I both really uh, like the, the, the San Antonio Spurs thing. Yeah. I like it. Van Vliet would be perfect in that situation. I think now with Wembo being there, like he would be even more ready to be in that situation. And, uh, you know, when we talked about this at the trade deadline, people forget that he's 29 years old and he, he is expecting that 32, 35 million. Cause I think what he turned down was the, was the 29, he makes like 27, 28, something like that. Um, and he's expecting to get Yeah, last year. He he got 21 and 0.25. Okay. Know. So I'm a little off, I think, but I think he thinks he's in the $30 million range and yeah. I'm not necessarily sure he is, but I'm thinking about the right situation places. I mean, maybe Utah is a good situation. I mean, stay, all these free agents, these really good ones that we're talking about, just stay mm -hmm. the hell away from Houston. That's where you, <laughs> that's where you don't want that's to what be. A lot of people are thinking for Fred Van Vliet. A lot of people think because they are looking for a true point guard in some mm -hmm. sense there. And Ime Udoka is going to be more of like a tactician and maybe they're just not going to start losing games on purpose that they're going to get a point guard. James Harden brought up before Fred Van Vliet brought up for, before for Houston. Uh, and it's viable. I can see why Houston would want somebody like Fred Van Vliet. He is on the older side of things, though, he's probably past his prime athletically. He's still relatively uh, young. He had a down year last year, although finished with 19 points a game, seven assists, seven assists four boards, uh, but only shot 39% from the field and only 34% from three. Uh, so again, that's a down year for him, but a down year and a contract year usually don't go hand in hand very, right. very often in NBA game NBA uh, players. So it is, it can be surprising. This to me is, it should be uh, for Miami option one B we discussed option one a in Damian Lillard, and maybe you can pull the rabbit out of the hat and get him there and keep bam out of bio, keep Jimmy Butler. If you cannot, this to me is where you, you, you really go, Hey, we had success with Kyle Lowry coming down here. Mm -hmm. uh, we like the way that Fred Van Vee plays the game. And maybe that means saying goodbye to, to Gabe Vincent uh, or saying goodbye to Struess or or uh, uh, Robinson or somebody on that on that sideline, but uh, that could be a potential landing spot for Fred Van Vliet. I do think the number one spot should be San Antonio. If I'm Fred Van Vliet, you have an option to go play with Greg Popovich, an option to play with uh, you know the unicorn in Victor Wembanyama, and be a part of building uh, back the Spurs. You know, going to the postseason all the time, and I think. All of us will have to take a deep breath after year one and, and maybe the Spurs only win 40 games or 37 games or something like that when we expect Victor Wembanyama to just be this immediate force, impactful, and changing the mm -hmm. culture overnight. 
But I think one step in that direction, even if they only win 37 or 40 or 42 games or whatever it might be, and maybe they don't make the playoffs, is you have a winning player in Fred Van Vliet, a guy who's won a championship. Uh, he's shown himself to be a very competent basketball player, a good leader, a good teammate from what I understand. Um, I, I think that's probably the happiest landing spot for me that I can pick uh, that doesn't have to involve some sort of, you know, uh, trade or something like that with, uh, and, with and he's the quint he's the quintessential perfect spurs player you know yeah. he's 100 perfect spurs player so i'm i'm with but there there isn't you know there isn't an abundance of money to go around the spurs have been tied to a lot of guys who i'm sure that are still yeah. on this list but we've said since since the jump that that uh, Van Vliet would be great. Now, look, even I don't mean to bring this back up again, but like if there was a world or there was a scenario where Portland could trade Dame to Toronto for a Van Vliet and a Siakam or an OG and a pick, that makes more sense again than what we brought up in Miami. But now does, that's not going to happen. Then Dame ends up being by himself again in Toronto. It looks around and goes, hey, this is a lot like Portland. All the good players were traded for me. That's the hardest part about the Dame trade. The grass ain't always greener, though. This is what I'm saying. You can yeah. still go to Miami and still not win a chip. I'd right. rather I'd rather Dame think he spend 17 years in Portland and never win a chip and go down as a goddamn legend and god this guy played his ass off yeah. every single night. The fans will still respect that because just the, it, it, just because you go to another team doesn't mean you're going to win a chip. Ask Kawhi Leonard. This is great because uh, the next guy I think is who I think potentially could be a free agent for the Portland Trailblazers. His name is Chris Middleton. He is a free agent for the Milwaukee Bucks. All signs are pointing to him staying, right? So in the should I stay or should I go, all signs seem to be aligned that he was like in the room when they decided to fire uh, Budenholzer. And all the conversations that I've heard uh, about this are that Middleton sees himself staying a Milwaukee Buck, a team that he's been a part of for a very long time. Uh, but he had obviously an injury riddled season and has had some injuries now in the in, last couple seasons and this year was about a pretty pretty bad year for him only 15 points a game five assists four rebounds uh 43 from the field 31 and a half percent from three which is you know usually much higher for him but i do think that there, there is an option here if chris looks at what the bucks have to offer him as far as money goes and isn't satisfied uh that's where he could look to a team like portland and if you're going to build you know around damian lillard chris middleton is a winner He's a playoff guy. He's pretty good on defense, although that injury seemed to have hampered him a little bit last season. Maybe he looks a little bit back to normal this year. Uh, it wouldn't be far-fetched for me to, you know, see him sign for Portland and to see Damian Lillard go like that's a that's a good signing. Like this is a good guy. He he he's a a solid number three on a championship winning team, uh, and at times was a number two on that Bucks team. So anyway, that, that's kind of where I think I think most likely he stays. But if he doesn't, this could be uh, Portland or I'll, I'll say this as well. The Kings, Sacramento Kings could could try to bring Middleton on there, but they like Murray. So I wouldn't be shocked if, if they don't. So if the question is, should I stay or should I go? The answer for Middleton is you should stay. Right. And I think he declined his his player op, which was like 40, 40 right? for one year. That's a big decline. It's a big decline. But if you're trying to get that five year, you maybe try right. to get it for, you know, five year shit man one how much is he what five year 120 i don't know if you want the longevity or not you should stay with with milwaukee and hitch your wagon to 
Giannis. But if you're going to be, if you see the writing on the wall with the new coach and Brooke Lopez isn't going to be there anymore, things are going to be a little bit different. Um, I would stay if the if the money's right, but I'm staying with Giannis. I think you're completely correct. If 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 Van Vliet is the the one B for Miami, Portland's one B if we don't get Draymond should be Middleton. But then when you bring up Middleton, there's a lot of CJ in Middleton, right? And so he's bigger they, though. He's six seven. True. You're you're totally you're you're definitely right. Similar games though. I think yeah. CJ is a little nicer with the Rock, but Middleton would be a great addition for Portland. Does Middleton push the needle for Portland? I don't know. I'm still interested to see how good Scoot is. I, I'm still waiting to see like how good this kid is. Um, but to answer the question, if it should, should I stay or should I go, I'm staying with Giannis and I'm going to try to work out a better deal. Because again, you're comfortable in some of these places. You've played yeah. there your whole career. You know, you like Giannis. It's obviously Giannis likes you. There still is their little mini big three with Drew. But I do think that losing Brooke, who hasn't been lost yet, uh, but uh, if the, the writing's on the wall that Brooke's going to be coveted somewhere else, um, I'm still staying in Milwaukee. I'm running it back with Giannis. And uh, that's what that's what I'm doing. I think we're in alignment on this. Uh, he knows He knows what's going on in Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee's a fan base that appreciates what he brings to the table. Uh, but I do think in in for for Chris Middleton, this is probably the last big contract he's looking for. So I, I always like to keep that in mind with these guys that are, you know, in their late 20s, early 30s, because that's probably the last one. So when it comes to that, I do think they look really hard at the at the bottom line at the dollars and cents and they go, OK, you know, uh, <laughs> everyone's got to be forking out here because, you know, this is probably my last hurrah. So. Would be shocked, honestly, though, to see him anywhere other than Milwaukee. Uh, but you brought up number six on this list, Draymond Green. You already brought him up. We've talked mm -hmm. about him quite a bit. Uh, we'll just do a lightning round on this one, Clips. Portland, uh, Clippers, Lakers, San Antonio, uh, Dallas, uh, Sacramento, the Kings. Uh, there is a long list of no way Sacramento that... happens, though. There's no way that can that <laughs> Mike just Brown, will not Mike Brown wants to poach him. Vivek wants to poach him, uh, but there is a long list of teams out there, not surprising, that are interested in enlisting Draymond Green. I think we don't know necessarily what he would look like on any of those teams because we only know him so well for this Warriors situation that he's been in and thrived in. I don't think he goes anywhere. Jordan Poole being gone, uh, I think that that was you know a pretty pretty big tip of the cap to Draymond Green to go, hey, like let's 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 fucking do this thing. Let's let's lock you down for a couple more years. And we'll run this back. So what do you think? Well, I think that's completely opposite than what you and I have been talking about since the Jordan Poole incident. And, you know, in the middle of the season, towards the end of the season, we both were kind of on board with we don't think Draymond's going to be back. Definitely. Right? Because they because they had money committed to Jordan. Um, I think they realized how much money they actually had for Jordan. Yeah. And that's not good moving forward, especially with the new tax apron and everything. Look, I think the relationship that... Clay and Dre and Steph and the front office have together means a lot. Yeah. Uh, I think that they have a communication that's different than a lot of NBA teams. I'm pretty sure Dre, Steph and Clay have sat down and talked about it, about what they want to do moving forward. I, I think they, I think Steph and, and Clay in the front office is fine with Draymond going out there and, you know, again, dipping your toes in the water yeah. and seeing what's out there. But at the end of the day, this is your home. 
this is where you know you this is where your legacy is at i'm sure we're not dumb we're basketball guys he could bring value to every single basketball team now his scoring is way down he's not going to give you 17 points a night off the bench what he's going to give you is you know a hard-nosed defense he's going to rebound he's going to play his ass off he's going to be a leader he's going to um you know bring the championship mentality to your team i think we can we can talk it until we're blue in the face. I think it works in Portland. I think he him and Dame would play well off of each other. Do I think it's better that Dame that Dre be in Portland than than Golden State? No way, no freaking way. Um, but also I think there's a lot of stuff with Clay Thompson that they're going to have to figure out. And if and if and if Dre is going to go test the waters and Dre is going to be on a different team, I think Clay is going to try to get on another team as well. Because if, if Dre's not on the Golden State Warriors anymore, like that whole offense, I mean, look, look, man, you're getting Chris Paul and Draymond Green on the same team. Both these guys are cut from the same cloth. Two fucking assholes, right, that are, are just so conniving and so just, you know, they, they have the same kind of personality. They're assholes. I don't necessarily know if that's going to work either. They've been on record. Draymond was just on record saying, I don't like CP. Right. So we're already we're already starting off with this damn. And they had Steph on an interview yesterday. He was on uh, somebody's podcast where he's like, yeah, you know, we've had our history. And, you know, he was my mentor in North Carolina. But I don't think Golden State likes Chris Paul. But I think when you bring Chris Paul, I think when Chris Paul's your teammate, it's a different story. Unless you're Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan, (laughs) because because Chris Paul seems to run its course after about four years. Chris isn't going to be in Golden State for four years. No. Um, I think I think the personalities are going to collide if Dre and, and 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 Chris are on the same teams together. But again, if the question is should I stay or should I go, Draymond Green should absolutely stay with the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, so much for the the lightning round there. But uh... sorry, my apologies. <laughs> There's nothing lightning with me, bro. It's all right. Uh, for 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 the record, last year Draymond eight and a half points, seven rebounds, seven assists. 52% shooting, 30% from three. So that's a really big glaring thing that any team is once Draymond has to understand, right? If you're going to bring in Draymond, he's not going to, most likely his game is not going to change from those numbers, right? Mm-hmm. And defense and leadership, I think he offers a lot in those two aspects. Uh, but eight points a game is roughly what he's done for his entire career. That's not going to go up, uh, especially uh, if you give him the ball to shoot more, I, I really don't see that going up. And and let me let me bring some thunder to the lightning round really quick. Sorry, there's just some aftermath thunder. Like, would Draymond's personality say he gets traded? Say he goes to San Antonio or to Dallas or to, like are are people really gonna like that shit in the locker room? Like, you're just gonna come into our organization and right. start like busting heads and talking shit and letting people know how it is. Some teams need it, right? Like Luca doesn't want to hear that shit. No, Luca's like, I'm the franchise guy. This is my team. You're not gonna come in and push us around and do that. Yeah. I think it works with Golden State because there's a pecking order. You know, rookies are in rookies and, and mid-level guys aren't going to go into Golden State thinking that they're going to change. Jordan Poole tried it, man. Jordan Poole tried it, and look what happened. You're out the next season. So I just think his personality fits. His 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 legacy is stamped there. He, he's he's his name is written all over that arena and that franchise. I say you ride it out. You might not get the forty million. The numbers you just gave up eight, seven, and seven. Those are nice for a point guard. You know, for a mid for a mid point guard guy, but uh, I think he stays. 
he should stay. This is even after you and I both thought that he was definitely gone after this season. Right. Well, I we thought for sure that we knew it was going to be one of those two guys. Right. That's mm-hmm. what we knew. We knew it was going to be Poole or Draymond. And the mm-hmm. Warriors made the decision that surprised a lot of us. Right. But but again, not shocking when you look at what Steph, Dre, and Clay have all done together. So uh, next guy is Jeremy Grant on this list. Uh, should I stay or should I go? I think he should go. I think there's a lot of teams out there that want his services and that will use him well. Uh, I do think for him specifically, it it's, it should be about the money, even though he got you know a good, good uh, chunk of change from Detroit, which never really panned out for him as most things in Detroit tend to not pan out. Uh, but he last year averaged 20, 20 points a game, uh, only five boards, which is that's pretty low. Uh, two and a, two and a half assists, 47% from the field and 40% from three. And that's a big number right there. 40% from three is a good, that's a good percentage. Uh, there is going to be no shortage of, of suitors for Jeremy Grant. I think he should take best available offer. Uh, I don't know where his head is. We kind of never really understood where his head is as far as money versus championships. Uh, maybe he's at the stage in his career now. Uh, where he he values a championship more than money. Uh, I do think there are going to be some contenders out there, championship contenders that will want Dre, uh, Jeremy Grant. Um, you know, and of course Portland has the option to offer him a lot of money too. So I wouldn't be shocked if he stays. But I think he should really be testing all the waters there and seeing, you know, what's out there for him. Uh, so you think he should go? I do. See, I, I I'm on the other end. Like, if my if my superstar and Damian Lillard is going to bat for me and wants me to stay here, yeah. Like, I especially playing on so many different teams. I mean, it's not so many. What's he been on? Four, four. This Grant, is his Denver, uh, Denver, Detroit, uh, the three, Portland. I feel like he made another stop last last. Yeah, maybe just three teams. And I, I'd rather stay there. I mean, look at those numbers that you just OKC. Just read. He was on OKC, wasn't he to start? Oh yeah, he might have been on OKC. Yeah, we should know that, but we don't. I think he was on OKC uh, to start. I I would stay. I would stay with Dame. I think you're absolutely correct. Jeremy Grant is a Swiss Army knife. Like you could probably put yeah. him on all thirty NBA teams. I want him on the Lakers. I do. Pro- I totally want him on the Lakers. I'm, I'm thinking about him on the. I'm like, it works on the Clippers too. Jeremy yeah. Grant would be great on the Lakers. Uh, you know, it's for, all the same teams we just mentioned for Draymond as well, like and Chris Middleton. All those same mm-hmm. teams should want Jeremy Grant. And like, if Chris Middleton mm-hmm. leaves Milwaukee, Jeremy Grant should go to Milwaukee. Like, you know, like it's mm-hmm. it's those three guys are I think are kind of all looking around uh, the Spider Man uh pointing meme. You know, those three guys. Uh, I, th- I do think that that NBA players though, Drew, they do want a little bit of uh. uh Philly as well. Sorry, I'm, I just pulled up his basketball reference. Where is it? Where was he? <laughs> uh, Philly, OKC, Denver, Detroit, Portland for Jeremy so Grant. Five, five teams. teams. Yeah. So at this possibly point, possibly six. Possibly six. At this point, what I want is just some stability. I want a lot of NBA players want that. That's why they want a four or five year deal, right? Yeah. So they can stay somewhere and build something. They're tired. Look at Ish Smith, bro. Been on thirteen NBA teams. You know why he's been on thirteen? Because he's a, he's he's a great point guard to have on your bench and on your team. Like that's why he's got thirteen teams under his belt. That's why Jeremy Grant's been on five NBA teams. But if 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 this is my fifth NBA team and Damian Lillard's going to bat for me, like if I want to re-sign you and get right. another free agent in here, maybe I take the bag. And if they can offer me the the right amount of money, I don't know what his what his what his bag is what his worth is right mm-hmm. is he a, is he a 17 million dollar a year guy 
Is he a twenty million dollar a year guy? Like, what are, what are we doing here? Last year he made twenty one mil. So, mm. Yeah, mm, that's heavy. <laughs> but I mean, and, he 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 had some like really good numbers. Like I said, forty seven percent shooting and forty forty percent from three. Like that's got every GM going. Oh oh, oh what's and, going on? And if you there? remember, Denver wanted to keep Jeremy Grant, but they knew the money that was coming in, they weren't going to be able to. They had yeah. to get rid of Jeremy. Look, so I have a non sexy pick here, like. New York Knicks fucking sign Jeremy Grant. Like, do it. I, I know it's not like the sexiest big player move that New York Knicks want to look for every offseason. But if if I'm Thibodeau and I'm the Knicks, I'm going like, let's get that guy fucking in here. Well, let's the word on the street is as of today that Dante V's DiVincenzo, the Knicks are trying to go. And I'm like, okay. And I, I, I know I haven't said crew. it. Well, I know I haven't said it on the show yet, but like I've been seeing and 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 uh, you know talking to Franz Franz Wagner. Mo Wagner was in town this week too. They're nice. they're down here working out, so we we've had some great conversations. And then after the draft, I'm like, bro, are you guys the Orlando Wolverines? All it is 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 Michigan Wolverines on that <laughs> team. They took another one. So if if the yeah. Knicks are trying to get all the Villanova cats in there, Thibodeau would love him, like you said. But yes, uh, uh, you're right. The Knicks should be looking at that. Yeah, Give that me could be a winning. Through. That would be a winning pick, not not the sexy pick, but a fucking winning move is is get Jeremy right. Grant in the mix. Uh, next guy up here, Brooke Lopez. Uh, Brooke Lopez, as you've stated previously, most likely going to leave, going to go. He's going to go somewhere else. The, the The Bucks do not have anything left in the coffers to offer him, and Brooke Lopez is. I really, you know, a game changer, right? For for organizations that need a big, especially a big that can shoot, uh, he can be very, very special. So I he I think he will go, but all the signs are pointing to him not being a Milwaukee Buck next year. This one's going to be really interesting, man. I think he's willing to. I mean, last year he only made thirteen point nine million dollars. Uh, he did shoot. He scored sixteen points a game. Uh, six and a half rebounds, almost two blocks a game, uh, 53% from the floor and 37% from three, uh, and was, you know, amongst the top defensive player of the year voting, uh, at the end of the year, this guy is going to be very highly coveted, just like the rest of these guys that we talked about. But there's a reason that he's in the top 10 of available free agents this year. And it's, it, I think 29 teams in the NBA could use Brooke Lopez if he's going to be able to be available, not be injured and produce the way he did last couple of seasons in Milwaukee, but especially last year. Uh, you know, the one that stands out to me, which is it's probably not viable, but it could be, is Dallas. Yeah, you know, I 100%. think I think Dallas could really he could flourish there. Um, you know, we saw how good Maxi Kleba was. Uh, when with with Dallas in that in that kind of smaller five role, Brooke Lopez, I think, you know, it could fit squeeze right in there very very easily. Um, you know, I, I there's a couple other spots here clips, but I don't. We're not necessarily going to have to name every single organization that would want Brooke Lopez. It would be too long. We'd take a whole podcast just listing out the possibilities. But he's going to go right. Yeah, I'm 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 pretty sure. I mean, it's unfortunate because if they don't have enough in the tank to pay him, he's going to go. Cuz like you had just mentioned, this is probably his last contract, right? He's got one more, maybe what? You give him a 3-year deal? You can't give him a 5-year deal. I mean, how old is he? No, he's pretty old, but yeah, you 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 don't want to give him probably more than 3 or 4 years. Nice. So you if you can get Brooke Lopez for 3 for 60, like if, if you get the if you get the Vooch money, yeah. 
Like that right. that sounds that sounds good. And and look, all these teams, all these players that we're talking about when we bring up with Dallas, if Dallas doesn't get any of these guys, they are just <laughs> they are I, I, they are the F word. I'm trying really not to say the F word a lot on this yeah. show. Yeah. But they are because they should. Brooke would be great over there. And Brooke would be great on the Clippers. Brooke would be great uh, anywhere else for $20 million. Sacramento, I, I'll just say this. Sacramento Ooh. could Ooh. really, that could work well. They don't have rim protection. Uh, Demonis, mm-hmm. I think, can be you know, a power forward. We've seen him kind of be a power forward slash five with Miles Turner. And Miles Turner was uh, you know trying to stretch the floor there, too. It's weird though, Demontis. Like you want to play him as a center, but but sometimes he just lacks that. He's just not that big. Unfortunately, Demontis is just like two inches too short to be like a dominant center, and and maybe two inches vertically challenged as far as his leap goes to be a formidable rim protector. So Brooke Lopez to to uh, to Sacramento could be a uh, a nice a nice place for for. I really sides. I really like that. Drew yeah. and I also didn't they just get rid of Rashawn Holmes too? What happened with yep. that? Yeah, they traded away Rashawn Holmes. That was part of the draft compensation for uh, Dallas. He the mm-hmm. Dallas picked up Rashawn Holmes. Okay, um, so Dallas does have Rashawn Holmes. They have Christian Wood, mm-hmm. uh, Dwight Powell. There's you know, they, but they they can make some space. Obviously, listen to what we're saying. Right. Dallas has the option to make some space here. Houston. A lot of people are saying Houston for Brook Lopez, which is again. Very possible, uh, but you know, are, what what are we doing in Houston? Right? Are we still are we going to win? Are we going to sell all these young guys and try and, and lose? Um, I think oh, okay. Brooks Brooks fighting somebody on that team, especially if they get Dylan Brooks on that squad, which I right. think they're going to do. Right? Brooks fighting somebody, and you yeah. don't go from championship. I don't mean to interrupt you, Drew. You don't go from championship level basketball to to at the end of your career to go play with Houston. You just don't do it. Sorry. Right. Yeah, and I think Brooke, to me, Brooke, I thought would have been a nice uh, pickup for the Celtics before they did all the Chris Epps Porzingis stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I think that that was somebody I was thinking that they could go pick up in free agency potentially, but Porzingis happened, and now we're now we're where we're at. Uh, all right, so clips we're gonna do. Let's see here, just a couple more. I know we're we're getting long here, but I want to hit some of the big boys. Uh, so the next one on the list is uh, <laughs> our guy. Mr. Kyle Kuzma, uh, they hoops hype has him ranked as the ninth best free agent available. Uh, he, he recently became a free agent, declined his last year option. Uh, all signs are pointing to the fact he's going to go, but recently there's been some rumors that because Washington needs more bodies, they may offer him a contract, uh, keep him there and then maybe trade him this year or next year or something like that down the road. Uh, I think Kuz is one of those next coveted guys in the list of guys. I mean, we're, these guys are all very similar, uh, but I think Kyle Kuzma should be getting a pretty decent <laughs> paycheck here, this free agency, uh, and no short list of suitors. But if I'm Kyle Kuzma, I definitely want to go because I think he he's an older young guy in the NBA. You know what I mean? Like he he mm-hmm. came into the league a little bit older. Uh, I think he's ready to be a part of a winning team, a winning organization. You do? I think he is. I, I think he wants to. I do. I think he wants to. I think he saw – look, I don't think he's going to be bummed out if he gets a huge bag from Washington and then has to go shoot 25 times a game. But I think he's ready to be a contributor if the team has the, you know, has the funds to, 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 get, his, uh, to get his skills. Uh, I just – to me, I think there, there's a lot of promise for Kyle Kuzma – and uh that would that's another one for Sacramento. I keep I keep circling different things for Sacramento, but that one 
uh, again, you know, Harrison Barnes doesn't seem to be fitting the bill there. So they, I do mm-hmm. think they want to be looking at somebody that can play alongside Murray. And that could be Brooke Lopez, as we're discussing. It could be Draymond. It could be all, Middleton, all these guys. Kuzma is another one on that list that I think Sacramento needs to be looking at. Um, but I don't know other than, you know, Sacramento, Dallas, of course, we can bring them up again. Uh, Atlanta could potentially, you know, make that happen there if they wanted to. They've been looking for the guy to beat at like three, four for a little while. Collins is out now. Uh, you could you could turn to to, uh, to Kyle Kuzma potentially. Look, you have to, as an organization, you have to pay somebody, right? Yeah. So like Washington, who are they paying? They're paying nobody. I think right. uh, Kuzma is going to play for whoever offers him the most money. And I, I think that's going to be Washington. I do think, I get what you're saying as he wants to play for a winning organization, but I also just think that Kuzma does like having the rock and, and getting yeah. able to shoot 25 times a night because he is very good. And all these teams that you're mentioning, I think Atlanta would be a really good fit. Obviously, Sacramento would be a good fit. Uh, I like all of them. But at the end of the day, Washington has to pay somebody. So they could throw the money at, I don't yeah. think it's $100 million. I don't know what Kyle he Kuzma wants, thinks he He says get. he wants $30 million a year. So it could be four years, uh, 120 I mean, I guess that's fair. If Van Vliet can get 30, like, why can't he get 30? I, but I, it, it's just, it's not going to make Washington any better, right? It's not going to make them any better, but you have to spend the money. Yeah, absolutely. I, the more I think about it, you know, the more it kind of makes sense that Washington would just go, okay, fine. Like, this will be mm-hmm. the guy that we spend our money on to reach our cap threshold that we have to reach. And take. <laughs> yeah. So, and then, and then you can trade him too. I mean, that's the other side right. of it. Like we're saying, like, you can just sign him up and then, and see what offers come in and get some assets back and some young players back or something like that. But, you know, uh, Portland, another team that, that could fit really nicely for Kuzma if they end up letting Jeremy Grant go and they don't get Draymond or whatever the case may be uh, uh Kuzma would be nice in a, in a lot of locations you know I'm really sad that we're not mentioning like New Orleans or OKC about potential places for this I think OKC could be in go. play for Brooke Lopez or Kyle mm-hmm. Kuzma I think mm-hmm. OKC could be in play for either one of those guys New Orleans is it's real tight though because oh, they have they have they're a shit show right now well right I and and Kuzma like kind of occupies the Zion Ingram role uh, I mean, granted, both of those guys <laughs> weren't they available injured. for a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they weren't available for a lot of last year. But the reason for me, I keep thinking about different spots for the Pelicans. Like, what are they going to do? How are they going to upgrade? I just don't think they have the money or the need to get another one of these wing kind of players that we're talking about unless Zion or Ingram is involved in a trade. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so they have Jakob Pertl on 10. We're not going to talk about Jakob Pertl. God, he was everybody wanted Jakob last year. <laughs> everybody. And they're like, "You know what? Similar situation for Toronto. They're they got to pay somebody. It might as well be Jakob Pertl. So, congrats Jakob, you're going to stay." Uh, D'Angelo Russell listed so, number 11. Do we have to talk about D'Lo? We do not. He should go. He should go. <laughs> he should go. He should go. He should go. We do not need him. Let him go. Uh, Jordan Clarkson 12, he should stay. He has oh, a player Jordan. option. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him decline that player option and they sign him to a longer deal there. Uh, it's exciting stuff in Utah. I think he would be looking to stay. Here's the big one. Austin Reeves. The biggie. Your boy. I love Which? Austin Reeves. Love Austin Reeves. I've said that many, time on the, many times on no this way. podcast. Uh, he should stay. Personally, <laughs> I think he should stay. <laughs> I think he has an an opportunity to play with Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and make a deep run in the postseason, solidify that. Um, I think even if he did like a shorter deal, but look, this one's going to be hard. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, San Antonio is going to go in for him. I uh, wouldn't be surprised Houston, other teams get involved. Dallas wouldn't be surprised if they get involved. Uh, well, as of today, Drew, I mean, he did decline his player op today. His 2.2 million yeah. buy-in. Yeah. Shocking that he did that. Not, making, not a shocker there. <laughs> making him a restricted free agent. And the Lakers came out and said that we're going to, you know, whatever the, the offer sheet is, we're going to do it. Yes. And I don't believe them. I don't believe them. Because once you say that, this is when you get, you know, a crazy amount of my, this is like the Indiana Pacers throwing the 130 at, at DeAndre Ayton and then Phoenix going, Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. We'll give we'll give you the hundred million. So if I'm Austin Reeves, I'm going to get the, I'm going wherever is going to pay me the money because the last thing you want drew is buyer's remorse, right? Like what we had with Jordan pool, right? Like I was team Jordan pool the the whole first year. Right. Yep. And then you throw a bunch of money at him. And then what happens is teams, after you've been playing for a year, you you find out these guys' tendencies and how they play. I like Austin Reeves. Do I think Austin Reeves is worth $100 million? Do I think he's worth $90 million? I don't think so. But are you willing to go into that salary cap, go into all of that, overpay Austin Reeves to keep him? Definitely. Definitely. Damn. He was. He's like pretty consistently our third best player in the postseason. Uh, sometimes that was Rui Hachimura, but most of the time it was Austin Reeves. Um, yes, keep Austin Reeves. We keep Austin Reeves. We pay the money. We pay the luxury tax before the second apron shit really kicks in in the next couple of years. Uh, this is something that we got to do. We got to do it. Um, he's not your average young player. He's an older guy. Came into the league uh, after after going the full the full road in college. Uh, and LeBron likes this kid. Everyone should like this kid. He's a good fucking basketball player. So anyway, I my diatribe is over. I want Austin Reeves to stay here. I won't be shocked if he goes wherever it is that offers him the money. I will not be shocked, right? And I won't blame him. I won't hold him accountable for it. Uh, if San Antonio throws the bag at him and the Lakers go, shit, that's, that's too – we literally can't do it. We can't do it. What do you it. think okay. is too much? What do you think um, is too much? Whatever it is, the Lakers have a whatever, whatever Jeannie Buss's bottom line is in her head. Whatever she told Rob Palinka, we can't spend over this amount is what is too much. That's literally I take it to the limit to where we're capped the fuck out on Austin Reeves. Aren't uh, you? Oh, you just want to push it? Just push it to the limit. Whatever the it is, and then you're done in free agency. Then if you if you give all that money to Austin, you're probably not getting anybody else. You got Vanderbilt coming back, which is good. Yep. I don't know the deal. What's going to happen with Rui and whatnot? But you're willing to throw like if you have a hundred dollars, you're willing to throw the whole hundred dollars in on Austin Reeves. I mean, I I don't want to. Like, mm-hmm. I would love to not have to do that. But yeah, I I I think he's that good. I okay. I really do. I think I think you know if you look at what Jalen Brunson is doing for the Knicks, like I could see Austin Reeves doing that kind of stuff in like two years. Okay, right, give him two more years, bulk up a little bit. Uh, kind of get used to the the ebb and flows of the game, but uh, we know eventually LeBron is not going to be on this team. So I do think we need a like a kind of a guy that can be a playmaker for the team. And I don't think Austin Reeves is the replacement for LeBron, but it's nice to have a guy that go you feel comfortable rolling the ball out to Austin. And if we have Austin Reeves, AD, and then a, a, you know build a, a, the rest of the team around that, I'm comfortable with that. I think Austin's a good good starter level player in the NBA, but 
Uh, I also think that there is, there is definitely a maximum that we can't reach. So I get it. You know, if, if he can't, if, if we cannot make it happen, I will be bummed out, but that's, that's the way the cookie crumbles. I think my cap for Austin Reeves would probably be like four year 75 with a player op in the fourth. I would do three year 75, to be honest with you. Jesus. Yeah. True. Okay. With, okay. Okay. All right. So uh, last one here, Cam Johnson, formerly of the Phoenix Suns and formerly of the Brooklyn Nets at this point. Uh, this guy, I think, is going to get a lot of money. And I don't think he's going to stay with Brooklyn. I think Brooklyn has an overload of wings and doesn't need to pay Cam Johnson when they already got Mikhail Bridges. They got all these other six, nine guys on their bench. Uh, I think he will leave. I think he'll go. And I think he will go to the highest bidder. I think there's there's going to be a lot of teams in for him. Uh, he's a really solid shooter, pretty long, decently athletic. Uh, I think his defense has improved. It's, he's not the greatest defender, but I think it's getting better. Uh, he's getting better at putting the ball on the ground, but out and out three-point shooter, great three-point shooter. Uh, I think he's a fantastic player, and I don't know where he's going to go, but I don't think it's going to be Brooklyn. I think that this is the most least talked about free agent in all of this. We have both the most been least. <laughs> the most leastest, most less talked about free agent in, in all of these players that you just mentioned, because he is exactly what you just said. And both of us have been team Cam Johnson yeah. since the Phoenix days. And uh, I think you're right. I think just like we said about Jeremy Grant, I think all 29, who who can't use a 6'8 dude totally. that can shoot threes? Exactly. Right? Everybody could use him. I don't know how much you give him because you didn't get to really see you didn't get to see his full skill set in Phoenix because he didn't get all the minutes he probably deserved to have. You didn't really get to see it in Brooklyn because they were a shit show after the trade. You have to build around what you have in Brooklyn too, though. So if you're right, they do have Mikel and a bunch of the a bunch of these other guys, but you gotta spend the money. Why not? Why not put it in 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 Cam's hands? Unless there's some good offers coming back, because because like, what are you doing, Brooklyn? Like, what are you guys really doing? What are you guys trying? Are you trying to win a chip? You trying to make the playoffs? Because right, the team's not structured for either one of those. I don't think. Right. But yeah, uh, I I think another team will will uh, persuade him to come with them, throw him a, a crazy yeah. amount of money, and you kind of have to take it. So I'm I'm with that. But I think Brooklyn should try everything they can to to keep him. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they need to. I, I don't think they have. They, they haven't made a decision. The only reason they keep him is that they think that uh, Portland would really want Cam Johnson in a trade for Damian Lillard. Like that's kind of the reason that you would keep Cam Johnson at this point. Mm -hmm. They're not going to win very many games as constructed. The Brooklyn Nets are not. Uh, I think Mikael Bridges is going to have a career year next year, similarly to the way that Jordan Poole is just going to get a bunch of opportunities to jack up as many shots as you want, go <laughs> score your points. Uh, I think Cam Johnson could be a great fit for Atlanta. Um, you know, another a team that we've brought up before, but there is there is a shift there. Uh, they could always use an extra shooter with Trey Young on the floor looking to uh, drive and kick. Um, they let go of Herter, who was kind of the, the Cam Johnson, like could be the Cam Johnson replacement. They have DeAndre Hunter down there, um, but they've swung and missed on so many wings. I, I wouldn't be shocked if Atlanta goes, this this kid is young, young enough and a uh, good, talented player. I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up there. Uh, you know, who knows? He could go to Charlotte. He did go to North Carolina, transferred to North Carolina, played uh, college ball there after going to Pittsburgh. Um, 
yeah, wouldn't be shocked if he literally could he could one of these guys that could go anywhere because I think for him, I don't think his money is gonna be that big. It's gonna be good, it's gonna be pretty good, but I don't think it's gonna be you know, huge, tremendous amount of like super max kind of uh, contract we're talking about. So I think a lot of teams will be able to afford him and every, every team should want Cam Johnson. So that's how we'll close it. We'll close it up with that one on the, should I stay or should I go? Uh, But don't worry. There's this list is very long, so we can come back to it on other episodes. If nothing else is happening, we'll go back to the, should I stay or should I go? We'll give you the, the next 15 guys. You got a quick final thought for me? Uh, Yes. This one's a fun one. We just had the NBA draft as we sort of like brushed around it. And uh, there's some surprises in there. And I think some some terrible picks, some really good picks as well. Uh, but Victor Winbanyama, obviously, number one overall pick, going to be a rookie. Who do you think, Clips, will have a better rookie season? Victor Winbanyama or Chet Holmgren? Ooh, that is a great call. It's a great call. Uh, I am not sold on Chet. I am going full <laughs> Victor mode. Give me Vic- I thought you were going to throw Scoot out. I was ready for Scoot because no, no, you no. know I'm ready for that. I'm ready for that battle right for now. For sure. Uh, I think they're going to be very – I think both players, they're going to be very cautious playing them, right? I don't think Victor is going to be coming out playing 35 minutes a night at all. Um, I think he'll get four blocks a night. You know what I mean? Three and a half. I'm not so sure – Shit, he may get six. I don't know. Dude, uh, they they finally released, the Spurs released uh, what his height is with no shoes on today. And it's seven, three and a half. Like this guy Ooh. means you're a legit seven, five, okay? Nine foot wingspan, a little under nine feet. I think that sounds crazy. That's like a freaking bald eagle, right? That's insane. I'm not sold on Chet yet. So if we're saying numbers for numbers, who has a better rookie year? I'm going with Victor. Okay. I think I'm going to go with Chet because I think Oklahoma City is a uh, – they're in a better position as a team to utilize Chet Holmgren and to win games and to, you know, uh, play him play him a decent amount and feature him, right? I think uh, it's going to be fun watching these two guys compete for rookie of the year because Chet technically is going to be a rookie still. He won't be – uh, you know, a second year player because we never got to see him out there. Uh, so I think I would I'm going to lean Chet on scoring that mm-hmm. uh, Chet's going to score more points per game than Victor. But I'm going to lean on Victor for the rest of the shit. I think Victor's going to grab more boards, probably have more blocks. Uh, he'll, he'll, But both of these guys, I think, will be on SportsCenter highlights for blocking shots at the rim and being dunked on really hard i think both so i i don't know who's going to lead that category i think most people will go after chet more because he's the shorter option and easier to dunk on uh and is this tall scraggly white guy uh a la you know uh our guy sean bradley Ooh. so uh i'm looking forward to the the layup lines at both of these guys that are just going to be coming down their throats and uh seeing if they don't back up or back down or how many times they get yammed on but i would say victor's probably going to have a better overall season I think OKC will have a better season as a team record wise. And I think they'll probably get into the play in, uh, if not the playoffs. Uh, but I think, uh, I think I would lean Victor as well as having. I think that. the slight edge Chet has, as we know who his point guard is and how he's going to be getting those balls. Yep. We don't know who Victor's going to have yet. 
But well, again, yeah, Trey Jones, I think, is down there, which is still. great. That's great. But I think like, he's a restricted free agent, actually. Though, I'm, so I'm. Who knows? They, we don't. We don't know. Maybe. Maybe it's fucking Fred Van Vliet, like we're saying. It could be. And, it could be that guy. Now, if we uncover your question a little more, if you ask me who I think is going to win Rookie of the Year, it's Scoot Scoot Magoot, dude. I'm taking Scoot to win the Rookie of the Year, but maybe you could save that for another for another pod when you want to think, sit back and think about who's going to win Rookie of the Year. But I think it's going to be Scoot because I'm going all You don't in. even know where he's going to be or who he's going to play with. You're just he's going, playing you're for Portland, in. bro, and he's going to win in. Rookie of the Year. You're all in on Scoot Henderson. He I love all, it. He, he's going to be all NBA first year rookie. I, I like I'm, I'm lying. I'm lying about all NBA. I'm lying about that, guys. Do not quote me on that. I thought you meant. I, I thought you were saying like all rookie team, which, which no, that rookie. that's happening. Yeah. But yeah, yes, yeah. he's winning rookie of the year this year. I'm all in on Scoot. Nice. Uh, mine's going to be very fast. I know I say that all the time, but look, Clipper Nation. As of this morning, I am absolutely petrified. What we're doing in the off season, absolutely petrified. I know we haven't moved Marcus Morris yet. There's all this Ty, Ty Lu rumor that we're not going to extend extend him. I have no, I cannot believe we're not even thinking about doing that. There was all the Damian Lillard for Paul George talk, which was fun. But like the fact that we're now trying to package Norm and Marcus for somebody else, it's it, the writing on the wall for me that we're going to fumble the bag with this. We need to really go back to the whiteboard and figure this out. We do not need to be getting rid of Norman Powell. We do not need to be packaging him for somebody else. If the John Collins ticket is Rudy Gay and freaking Rashawn Holmes is going for this, this price over here, we need to chill the fuck out. Chill out. We almost got Malcolm Brogdon for Marcus Morris, a second in a mere coffee. Do that package. Do not package Norman Powell. Okay. At all. We need Norman. He's been great for us when he's playing for us, when he's not injured. The guy is is hot as fish grease when he's feeling it. This guy is a, we have him under contract on a good deal for the for the next three years. We need to chill. But I've seen this before. I've watched this movie before. And I just feel like we're we're in the midst of making a really bad decision. And one bad decision is is gonna really put a stain on this season. So we need to, we need to reel it back in man and really figure out what we're doing this season. I think the number one priority needs to be Russell Westbrook. I know he wants to be with the team. We can't offer him a lot of money. Does he want to try to compete for a chip and whatnot? Uh, I think we need to focus on Russell. We need to get rid of Marcus Morris. See, see what other asset we can get for him and, and just chill. We don't need to make some splash, some huge freaking you know, uh, for the goalpost type of move right now, we need to chill. So I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm trying not to be nervous, but I've seen this movie before, Drew. Yeah, I, dude, Norm Powell's a good player, right? <laughs> so this this is not a shocker that teams when when the Clippers are calling to say, "Hey, we got we got Morris over here. We're, we're, let's make a deal," and the, and the team on the the phone that they're with is going. Yeah, let's do Morris and, and Norm Powell, like, and then we can talk. I can totally see why that's going to be constantly happening to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a guy or that, team man or team man or team man, and and mm-hmm. both of those guys are kind of like you want to wedge them into the starting five, but it's hard to do that for both team man and and uh, uh, Norm. So I can see why teams would be like, well, fuck, these guys aren't even starting for you. Like, we'll get you what you want. We'll take Morris, and then you got to give us one of these two guys so that we have something fun. For our fan base uh look dude i yeah i have no clue what's going to happen with that because the clippers obviously want to let go of a couple guys to make some space and maybe shake some shit up um 
you know, and, and still keep Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. But yeah, I, if I'm the Clippers, just like you, I'm not, I'm not letting Norm Powell go unless I'm getting something very substantial. Like Norm Powell can be included in a deal with Marcus Morris. If we're getting a solid player like Clint Capella, I, you know, Clint Capella right. is an, as an option potentially. Uh, but you know, even that I don't, I would, I would think mm. really hard. I would think really hard. No, let's resign Plumlee. Like, right. Let's just, exactly. let's, 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 let's uh, clean our, our house. Let's make sure our house is right. clean. Like take care of everything, put everything in the side, fold the stuff nicely, yeah. put it, put it away. Let's keep our house clean. Exactly. Yeah. I'm with you. I think Norm Powell is a fantastic player. I really think that he could obviously add a value to a lot of teams. Right. To me, there that's a guy that's another guy from Miami where I just like Norm Powell, I think would just sync up so perfectly with heat culture. He's just like a tough nosed, uh, hard nosed guy and uh and, and a winner. I, I know that he hasn't had the easiest NBA career and hasn't won a lot in his career, even though he did win a championship, right? He won that championship with Kawhi, wasn't he on that squad with yeah. Toronto? Yeah. So there you go. Uh I like Norm Powell a lot, and you should try to keep him. I just see this, I see this thing happening where it's like, all right. Uh, the Clippers trade Marcus Moore Sr. and Norm Powell to Miami for Gabe Vincent. And I'm like, are you ki- are you serious? Is that really what we're doing? And I just I I've seen it so many times and I just do not want to see it ha- happen again. So yeah, although this although this was long-winded, this is what we do for you people. It's season seven. Clips and Drew aren't going away anywhere. Should they st- should I stay or should I go? That has to be the name of the episode, Drew. It has oh, to yeah. be. Oh, yeah. I think so. It's a long well, it's a long name, but we'll do it. We will be back shortly. Drew, enjoy your time in Oxnard. I'm going to enjoy my time down here in San Clemente. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew, and we're ghosts. You know what it is?